I'm a grinding, What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new. Something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Sid, what it do, baby? Coolin', man. Football season getting closer. Fantasy football draft being done, man. It's getting yeah, getting to a good time of year, man. Hey, we here. It feel like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so per usual, as we do, let's start with our New Orleans Saints who take on uh the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow in their last preseason game. Um I just 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 talking about the game in general, I think that we saw our dress rehearsal basically uh, in game two. So I'm not really expecting to see too many starters out there tomorrow, if at all. Um, just basically those guys who are still trying to make the roster basically are having, you know, those lower position battles. Um, one of them for me that I think of that I haven't heard really too many people talking about is the uh, Latavius Murray uh Tony, his name Tony, right? Tony Hill Jr., Tony Jones Tony Jr., Jones. Tony Jones Jr. Uh, and I, I think Latavius Murray is really in in jeopardy of of losing that spot, or even you know even not making the fifty three man roster. Um, so that's definitely going to be something to look out for. Um, the possible uh, Adebo is going to get way more. Uh, uh, a better look at because no Ken Crawley. Um, like I say, Marshawn Lattimore shouldn't be out there on the field uh, tomorrow. So he's somebody to definitely look at, especially if Ken Crawley not going to be able to start the season, even though right now it's looking like he'll be ready for week one. Um, but if not, then he's definitely somebody we need to get a further look on. But um, as training camp and the first two preseason games go, he's been pretty solid so far. So, um, just guys like that and position battles like that, we really gonna have to look for. But I don't expect any Saints starter to touch the field tomorrow. I see it the same way. I think Ken Crawley won that number two position. Uh, uh, Adebo, he's played pretty good too. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I thought he when they put him on the outside, he played inside a little bit as well. But on the outside, I was worried. But he held his own, and even in uh, deeper routes. Uh, but Ken Crawley has definitely impressed me. Everything I read from camp was good. And then when you saw him on field, it looked even better. Uh, but, you know, he a vet. He spent some time in our system before. Uh, it's good to have him back. And uh, whoever thought we would be worried not having Ken Crawley uh, to play if the regular season started tomorrow. Uh, Ken <laughs> Crawley is, is going to be a, a pretty significant piece once again. Uh, I don't know if a lot of Saints fans remember, but uh, before he departed, he, he put together a real good year. And then he he kind of slipped a little bit, and he found his way out of the door. But uh, I'm happy that uh, we can have a veteran pres presence in the locker room at that corner position. Uh, and speaking about linebackers, uh, we pretty much that was a position as well that was up for grabs when we talk about those uh, those vacancies. Uh, Zach Braun definitely uh, solidified himself as a uh, starting uh, linebacker opposite of uh, Demario Davis and Kawhi Alexander. Uh, he's he's played lights out. He's been tremendous in preseason. I mean, you, you couldn't ask nothing more from him. Uh, yeah. Davenport, 
Uh, I wasn't huge on Davenport coming into this year, but I must say he looks good. He looked good. Ness versus other teams, number ones. Uh, Davenport looked pretty good. So we had a, we played some meaningful preseason football because we got to see a lot of guys against other team number ones. And, uh, you know, I feel better going into uh, this season with the front four, the front seven that we, we have now. I, I feel better after seeing him in preseason. And I definitely agree with you about Ken Crawley. He's definitely the number two. But like I say, Paulson's going to get some play in. Um, once again, just in case Ken Crawley for some reason doesn't get back for the for the uh, beginning of the season, that's something definitely to to look at, uh, to keep looking at him, especially in his last preseason game. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, I, I heard them talking about his situation yesterday, and it seems like um, – He's definitely going to be here for the beginning of the season. Um, it seems like a suspension may not be coming for him at all just because of what exactly he's charged with and how hard it is to actually prove or try to convict somebody of such a thing. And if there aren't charges brought down, if if you can't prove that he knowingly possessed an illegal weapon, then that's hard to, that's right. hard to, to, to charge or convict somebody on and, if that's the case, the NFL not going to do nothing about it either. So that's good news. Um, the secondary, I'm feeling – I was higher on our front seven than you were. That was really a big concern for you going into training camp and everything. I'm feeling a lot better about our secondary as a whole um, than I was since last the end of last season, honestly. Um like I say, man, Kid Crawley has really stepped up. We weren't worried about safety play at all. Um, the Marshawn Lattimore situation seeming to have worked itself out to this point. Like, all of those are great signs. And uh, that front four, like you say, Davenport has played great. Those guys on the inside, um, all of them that they've rotated through have been solid for the most part, um, except for, of course, the ones we've already gotten rid of. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, Receiver is the only position I'm still iffy on. And, you know, Callaway is the brightest spot of all of that, of course. He's looking like he's going to go out there and pick up where he left off last season. But um, outside of him, like I said, no Michael Thomas probably for about five to six weeks. So what are we going to get outside of that? I was disappointed Monday when I see Traquan Smith still not ready to to get out there and do anything. And Chris Hogan didn't play Monday at all. Um, so that's really a, a question mark that we still, that we still have. But outside of that, everything else is offensive line played amazing on Monday. Um, James Winston played amazing on Monday, which we're about to talk about him in a minute too. So uh, outside of, outside of those wide receivers, I, that's really it. Like Kamara didn't play this preseason, rightfully so. I didn't want to see him out there at all no, during this preseason. So, yeah, like wide receiver is the only position. And even then, like you say, Marquez Callum, Lil Jordan Humphrey, he had an amazing, he had an amazing showing on Monday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't cut Kevin White, so they obviously want to give him another shot to see to see what he's looking like. So. Like I say, tomorrow's going to be a big game for guys like that, for receivers outside of Callaway and Michael Thomas, of course. we got to figure out tight end. Troutman, I haven't heard anything else since his his initial, um, well, his second uh, MRI, but they're not giving any timetable to what he got going on. We know Nick Vanette is out two to four weeks. 
um, Jawan Johnson did has been looking good, and he's been getting a lot of praise during training camp and the preseason at tight end. So that's that's been real interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if that continues, and if they're willing to bet on him uh, on that in that position. That can go, the tight end position could go a lot of different ways because you can get so creative with it. If they're going to allow Johnson to, to be a full time tight end, he's basically a receiver turn tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That sound that. It seemed a, a lot, a little uh, taste, taste some hillish to me. So it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, if if he's going to be the full time starter there, or how many snaps, or if Taysom will get snaps at that position at all. But I'm not too. I'm I'm worried for the simple fact we normally get off to a slow start. Speaking to all, you know, talking to all the Saints, we're a team that normally get off to slow starts when the season first begins. And looking at our schedule, this is not a schedule you want to get off to a slow start against. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some pretty good teams lined up. Um, I know I think I'm bigger on the Patriots this year than than what you are. I know we got Seattle pretty soon. They always play us tough. Washington. Washington was a good football team last year. I expect them to be even better this year. Uh, I think Carolina's going to be a little bit better this year. So uh, we get off to uh, – I think we got Green Bay early again too. So we play some pretty good teams. Yeah, we, we – we, Get it off to you know a very uh, tough start to say the least against the teams that we're playing, and you don't want to go into uh, those type of games with having those situations. But overall, I think once the ball get rolling, I think we're gonna be all right. Uh, we never had stellar receivers, and I know Michael Thomas is is one of those. But uh, outside of him, we haven't had much to count on these past couple years. So uh, one thing we can do is run the ball. Alvin Kamara is a you know he's a matchup nightmare. So uh, long as the defense can hold they on and we don't turn the ball over, I think we're going to be all right. I definitely expect us to be a heavy running team early on. Um, Alva Kamara, Latavius Murray, if he's still around, you know, I, I definitely uh, expect us to be a, a heavy running team. Like mm-hmm. you say, we've never had the greatest of receivers, but Drew Brees was able to counteract a lot of that. And it's a, it's a far drop from, Drew Brees to whoever was coming behind him in, you know, in most cases. So um, that's going to be interesting. But today they finally announced who will be quarter QB one going into the season, which is Jameis Winston, which is who me and you always bet on to begin with, Uh, even with Sean Payton's fascination with Taysom Hill or even that style of quarterback in general, which it may be more about that style of quarterback, uh, even more so than it is about Taysom Hill exactly. But we all looked at this and saw that Jameis Winston should be the starter, uh, former first number one overall pick. Uh, we we know uh, what talent he is at quarterback. The only thing that's really been hindering him so far in his career is decision making, and we're hoping that Sean Payton. Um, especially with his scheming, is able to eliminate uh, a lot of those mistakes that we've seen Jameis make in the past. Um, I know me and you are about on the same page with this, but uh, what did you think about him finally naming Jameis the starter? I love everything that happened in this situation. I love the fact that Sean Payton bagged his words up. He was committed to giving Taysom Hill a fair, not just a, a shot, but a fair shot. Yeah. Uh, I think he held true on that. And um, it's it's almost impossible for Taysom to go back and say, 
he outworked James or, or he really won that job to me. Uh, to me, I told you, even if it was close, even if Taysom Hill would have outplayed, slightly overplayed, outplayed James Winston in these two preseason games, it still would have been hard for me to pick him as the starter. When you look at things like career starts, uh, career snaps that, that have been taken, I think James Winston is somewhere in between four and 5,000 snaps and Taysom Hill is like at a 123 or something like that. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, that really plays a significant reason in uh, Sean Payton's decision-making. And uh, we know James Winston had the 33 interceptions, but he also threw 30 touchdowns. And like you said, if he can cut the, the turnovers down, he's, he's a good quarterback. Uh, he threw for over 5,000 yards. There's only been a handful of quarterbacks who, who can say that. And Jameis' name is, is in that category. So I definitely think we made the right the right uh, decision. Uh, I think people got too down on Jameis too early. They kind of gave up on him too early. Jameis was drafted by the worst team in football when he was drafted. He got thrown into the fire with uh, Carolina, who went on a tremendous run for a two- or three-year stretch, had a great defense, Cam Newton MVP. Uh, they only lost one game, went to the Super Bowl. Um, then uh, Atlanta struck fire. They went on that run. Uh, Matt Ryan, MVP, went to a Super Bowl, highest co uh, completion percentage in NFL history. I, I believe that still stands. And we already know what Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints is. It, it doesn't stand anymore. No, Drew okay. took that back. Yeah. Drew took it. So you got uh, Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback, probably top five overall or so, you know, depending on stats I have, you won't judge it. Uh, Sean Payton, you know, it's hard to, to come in as a rookie quarterback and compete with all of that. Uh, so this is by far the best O-line he's ever had. Uh, to me, best head coach he's ever had. Um, probably the, be the best defense or close to it. I think he's going to be all right. He's not asked to lead this team. He's just put in a situation where he's asked not to lose the game now. And that's a big part of it, too. He, he's been coached by what he was in Tampa for five years and, and saw at least four different coaches. I want to say it was three, um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe three. Four. Yeah. I, it was three. Yeah. I mean, but that, in a five year stretch, that's still too many. Like yeah, that's the yeah, same that's thing crazy. Baker's been dealing with, you know, mm -hmm. in Cleveland to this point. So yeah, that that's definitely a big part of it. And like you say, the, the best offensive mind he's had, we see the talent, like we know the mm -hmm. arm talent he, he possesses. It's just that decision-making that needs to be, uh, toned down a little bit, but once again, anybody who looked at this and said Taysom Hill, you know, after seeing everything, is saying Taysom Hill should be the quarterback is crazy. Like they, yeah. they just biased towards Taysom Hill. Now, yeah. I told you Monday night, you asked me what you're looking for going into this game. I say James got to go ahead and put an end to this. Like mm -hmm. the game before, we we both agreed that if you took the names off the back of the jerseys, they look the same. That's saying more to me about Jameis than it is about Taysom because we know what Jameis is. So that means he's playing He's playing down, basically, right. in order mm -hmm. for them to look evenly. He went out there right. Monday putting a, in, in the situation that he will be in week one with the offensive line, you know, everything except for Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And he mm -hmm. went out there and showed what he could do. And that's what I needed to see, obviously. That's what Sean was waiting to see. And, you know, then he was comfortable in, in making that announcement and making him number one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into our divisions. We're going to start talking about two divisions every week uh, until the season starts now and working out what our playoff pictures will be looking like uh, for this season. So let's start where we ended uh, last week's show. 
which is with the AFC North. Um, and we got into a conversation about Baltimore and Cleveland Baker and Lamar Jackson. But um, how do you see the AFC North playing out this year? Tough, once again. Uh, I know I'm bigger on Pittsburgh than, than you are. Pittsburgh got a, a very good team. Uh, they do tremendous at trading players, and when they do trade a player, let a player walk, they take what they got and flip it into so much. And they filled a lot of holes uh, that they had on their team from last year. They had some guys that went out uh, due to COVID injuries like every other team. Uh, but we know Pittsburgh got hot real fast, and then they sizzled down toward the end. I don't expect them to go on a run like that again, but I still think that they're going to be pretty solid and, and tough team to beat. Um the Cleveland Browns, you know what you're getting out of there. Out of them, you're getting a tough defense. Miles Garrett, uh, potential defensive player of the year. Uh, you got two great out, uh, receivers on the outside, uh, decent tight ends, and we know they're gonna run the football down your throat. Uh, if they can, if they secondary can stay healthy, sky's the limit for this team. Um, and the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they added uh, receivers this year in the draft. They got a uh, Lamar better weapons. Um, I really like. The running, the, they're gonna run the ball by committee, but but I like I, with Lamar being there, I like what they would be able to do with their running backs. I'm not in love with them, but when you add the fact they got Lamar Jackson, I can respect it and and I can deal with it. Uh, defensively, uh, Marlon Humphrey is one of the best corners in the game. I love everything that he brings to the table. Uh, they just just another tough team overall. I I got to go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens uh, in this division. If I had to pick today, uh, is it's gonna be close out of them in Cleveland. I could see them going neck and neck. But I give the Ravens a game over the Browns. Uh, I just think it's one of them situations that the defense is, is about what and what. Uh, but what I look at is Lamar Jackson touches the ball every single play for the for the Ravens. And uh, if he's going to touch the ball, I feel like good things is going to continue to happen. Um, the question is asked this year again. Is this the year that the lead will be able to catch up to, to what you're doing, Lamar? I still don't think it's the year. He's um, I know we've had Michael Vick in the future, but I think Lamar Jackson is just such a, a better pure runner uh, because he got wiggle. Michael Vick, out, he can outrun you. But Lamar, man, I mean, he's just different when the ball is in his hands. He's at full speed. So uh, I'm basically picking who I feel is the best quarterback in his division. And that's Lamar Jackson. And then who you have finished last? Who would you have finished last in that division? Uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Um, so let's start let's start with Pittsburgh because you brought up Pittsburgh first. So I'm gonna start with Pittsburgh. Last year, Pittsburgh had a decent team last year, but the whole time they won the eleven game winning streak, I say it's fraud it's fraudulent. This doesn't feel like a team that should be eleven <laughs> no at this point. And that quickly turned on them and I think they lost the remaining of their games. Mm-hmm. Um Still made the playoffs, but lost, you know, first round in that, too. So they went and got a running back, which it clearly was their biggest need. They couldn't run the football mm-hmm. for anything. Right. So they went out there and did what most people tell you you shouldn't be doing in the first round, and they drafted a running back, a great running back, a great college running back. We'll see if that translates. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they brought back Juju Smith, who honestly had the same deals in other places, but – had better deals. They, well, they weren't better deals. They were all about the same. It was just he had better situations. He could have went to Kansas City. Uh, like, he had better situations, but they were all about the same amount. Um, I, nah, he had a deal out there that was more because he took less money to come back to Pittsburgh. 
it wasn't much. Like I think the most he might have gotten was a one year deal for up to twelve million dollars, mm-hmm. and that was incentive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they brought back Juju Smith. We know what Chase Claypool was able to do last year. Mm-hmm. Um, still have Deontay Johnson as of now. James Washington. Like they have weapons. My biggest concern about them this year is probably really what the same, well, not to a degree, but what should have been the same concern about them last year, which is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They basically rebuilt their offensive line coming into the season, uh, letting go of Villanueva. I think DeCastro, did they get rid of him too? And Pouncey mm-hmm. retired. Yeah. So you had to revamp your whole offensive line. And I haven't, to my opinion, it didn't get any better. I don't want to mm-hmm. say it got worse, but I don't think it got any better either. Um, defensively, they're going to they're going to they're going to be a solid defensive team. Like that's that's Pittsburgh and Baltimore are two teams I never worry about what they're going to look like defensively. Defensively, they go go out there and get it done. Uh, T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, um, Joe Hayden went over there and was still be and was able to to, to play better than he had been looking uh, mm-hmm. before he got pushed out of Cleveland. Um, Big Ben. What you going to get out of Big Ben? And that's why I say, to me, the offensive line is the biggest question mark for them. Because you got you to gotta do what we all expect to be a good running back. How well would they be able to run block? You got Big Ben out there who we've seen, like he put in a lot of work last year, and he's getting up there in age. How well are y'all going to be able to pass block for Big Ben? And in a division that's going to be this tough, I don't see them being able to to overcome what could be a poor O-line. Now, if that O-line go out there and they're average at least, then yeah, they can definitely make this interesting. But I don't I I don't see them being able to overcome what I feel is going to be a below average offensive line. Um so I would slot them at number three. Uh, the big Eagles are just a young team. They're 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 young. You got a quarterback that's coming off of a who was a rookie quarterback last year coming off of a, a, a serious injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, their mm-hmm. defense wasn't anything to talk about last year. And, and they just got – they didn't add anybody to make them any better either. So Well, I mean, they, they added uh, Chase on the outside and then they turned around and signed um, um, Trey from us. So they improved for his player goal, but they failed to to improve their offensive line to me, which was one of the most critical reasons why they didn't have any uh, much success. Uh, I couldn't believe they went receiving the first round. So yeah, I criticized them. It's not that they went receiver; it's that they passed on Sewell. You had the right. opportunity to get the best tackle in the in right. the draft, and you passed on him to take Jamar Chase. Right. Uh, I felt like that was probably the dumbest decision in this yeah. past draft. Um, so yeah, like Jamar Chase, we all think is going to be a great talent. Joe Burrow, if he's able to come back and you know continue to improve, then great. But that's not going to help them none this year, I don't think. So I I got them finishing last as well. Okay. To me, from top to bottom, Cleveland has the best team in the AFC on paper. When you look okay. at their team from top to bottom with on paper, they have the best team in the AFC. I can agree with that. As a team, they started to put it together last year, um, even with, you know, everybody dealing with the same stuff. So they had, you know, some COVID. They had players that never touched the field. Uh, they drafted Grant Delpit last year, and he never even saw the field. Um, 
had the injury issues with Greedy Williams and and uh you know, like so, so there are there were a lot of guys that they were even missing and then of course Odell Beckham went down you had some weeks where Chubb was going so you had a lot of things going on in Cleveland and even last year they were able to put out uh, the best performance they've had in a very long time you know um, so to me, it, it it only improves from there. You give Baker some consistency. He's able to go into another year with the same head coach, with the same quarterback coach, you know, offensive coordinator, things of that nature. Best running duo in the league. Um, I don't think that's going to change. O-line, O-line hasn't changed. You get Odell back. Um, defensively, like I said, you get Grand Delta back. Um you signed Josh Johnson. You signed Troy Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, that secondary was obviously the worst part of their defense last year. Some of that was injury. Well, most of it was injury. So you go in and you fix that. Um, and then you add uh, Clowney to go on the opposite side of Miles uh-huh. Garrett, who I'm quite sure most people should have as the best pass rush in the league or the best DN in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, that team, to me, is – once again, most people, when most people talk about Cleveland, they say, look, the success and failure of that team is going to come on Baker. Uh, That's I where see. it goes. So basically how you feel about Cleveland is however you feel about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And I'm high on Baker Mayfield than most people. Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland is going to win this division. Um, I think that they're going to be a top three team in the AFC this year. Mm-hmm. Um so that slots Baltimore in at number two. Um, man, you know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great talent. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Um, but being a great talent will get you wins. Um, they got him better receivers. There's still no, still nobody who really changes life for them in that manner. So there'll still be a lot of Mark Andrews and – Lamar Jackson running the football, J.K. Dobbins, seeing what you could get out of him. Um, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year, by the way. As well. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and I agree with you, defense. Like like I just said about Pittsburgh, defense, defense going to be solid. Baltimore probably going to finish another top three defense. Like, I, I have no, no issues with that defense. It just comes down to what they're going to be able to give you offensively. Like you say, it's another year – uh, film on Lamar Jackson, our team's going to be able to start, you know, figuring it out. Um, I just think they, like I said, Cleveland from top to bottom is a better team, and they're going to be able to to win more games than what Baltimore is. Even, like you say, even if, even though I think it's going to be close, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, Cleveland being a 12-win team and Baltimore being a 9. No, I don't think that's going to be the case at no. all. Well, um, um, but yeah, I have Cleveland winning the division, Cincinnati finishing last. I honestly, and, and I think Cleveland, and of course, well, of course, Cleveland, I do think Baltimore makes the playoffs as well. Gotcha. Yep. So let's turn to our division, the NFC South, um, and talk about how we see that playing out with the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, who finished second last year. Uh, I want to say Carolina finished third last year, and then Atlanta mm-hmm. fourth. I want to say that's how they finished uh, out. Uh, yep. Yeah, so so how do you see that one playing out uh, this season? 
So I will start by saying I'll go from from um, from fourth to, to first again. Okay. I'll start by saying this. Uh, I really think this is going to be a bad year for Atlanta yet again. Atlanta really was last year, if you remember, they were on the break of, of winning a lot of games and they just gave it up in the fourth quarter. They lost mm-hmm. more games in the fourth quarter than any other team I think I've ever laid eyes on. And the, the, the fashion, it just wasn't like, you know, a close game all the way. Now, they were winning these games double digits or so, and then, just you know, teams come back yeah, and, and beat them or whatever. So it's not that Atlanta is just, just awful, right? It's not that they have no talent or whatever the case is. Atlanta is just Atlanta. Like, they find ways to lose games, and I'm just not a fan of teams of that nature. We know that they really don't have a defense. They're the same young, fast, non-physical defense that they've been the last couple years. Even the Super Bowl run, they kind of bank more on turnovers and outscoring teams. Well, you lose Julio Jones. Still got Kelvin really there. He ain't no slouch nine. He's another guy who I think is going to have a fantastic year. Another guy that's on the rise. Um, You added um, uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh I like Kyle Pitts. I kind of – the way you feel about – um, damn, what's the running back in uh in Pittsburgh? Najee Harris is the yeah, way I yeah. feel about Kyle Pitts. It's hard for me to just turn over the keys to a tight end and say he's going to be great, expect good things, and you know the stars are aligned for this guy. It's hard for me to say all that. Do I expect great things from him? Yes, but I just can't hand it over and say, oh, he's going to be a top five tight end this year. Kind of got to earn it first, so I got to see it out. I got to see it out of him. But I expect Atlanta to be uh, fourth in our division. Um, just not a fan of what they got going on. Uh, to, the, to this day, no running back. Um, you lost Julio Jones, and you really didn't approve defensively. Um, can, I, can, can I see them coming in third? Yeah. But I'm going to trust my gut and put them last. Carolina. Carolina is a team that I think has gotten better. Um, I, I expect them to play harder. For one, they got Christian McCaffrey back. Uh, we already know that uh, they have two good receivers that's capable of taking over games. Uh, and DJ Moore, he really came on last. A lot of people was kind of uh, pushing the issue for him on the verge of calling him a bust. And he he came through and put together a, bit, a great season. Robbie Anderson is a guy who I've been a fan of forever. Anybody who talked football with me know how like how long he's been on my radar. A 6'4 guy who's that fast, who's, who, who's a vertical threat, um, play on the outside, good hands. Uh, he could take it the distance. I've been a, been a fan of his. Uh, I think good things is going to come from him and DJ Moore. It's going to come down to uh, their defense and how effectively Christian McCaffrey can can run the football. Uh, if all goes well for Carolina, I can see them third. Um, second, hate to say this, but I got the New Orleans Saints coming in second in, uh, this year in the division. Um, we got a, we lost a lot. First of all, we lost a lot, right? Uh, we already know that we're getting off to a shaky start, not being fully healthy. We have guys suspended. We have guys hurt. Um, we got a lot of uh, we got a new guy, uh, Zach Braun, who's not new, but he'll be new to starting at that position full time. Jameis Winston, first year under center for us, full time. Uh, we just got a lot of we have a lot of moving parts in football. Is, it doesn't work like basketball. You got to give this stuff time to jail. Everybody got to get on the same chemistry, to get the same flow, things of that nature. Um, now, I do think later on in the year, after week eight or nine, we'll find our role and we'll look more of a solid team. Uh, but 
I have to go Tampa Bay first for a couple reasons. And just to keep it short, uh, they DBs improved last season. That was a question mark for them. Um, they DBs improved uh, tr- tremendously from where they were in the beginning of last year to where they ended. Um, Levante David, um, the way he took away Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl, if he did that to Travis Kelsey, it's not a, a tight end in the world, probably Darren Waller. Who would, who would give him problems. So they have somebody who can match up on tight ends. Uh, and then they don't have to get outside of their game plan. They could continue to send four and get home. Flipping over to the, the offensive side of the ball, they got the greatest quarterback of all time in, in, uh, in Tom Brady. He got weapons. He got a full season throwing to those guys. He got a full offseason this, this year. That was things he wasn't able to do due to COVID. So I expect him, it's hard to say, I expect him to be sharper than what he was last year. Now, as I'm saying he's going to throw for more touchdowns, no. But I expect him to be sharper. Um, New Orleans gave him a problem last year, twice. I don't expect that this year. The Bears, they gave him a problem last year. I think they got the Bears again this year. I don't expect that. I don't expect that from them this year. Uh, so I just have them as a, a more healthier team entering the year. And uh, they got all their starters back into position. We can't say that. So I have to take my heart out of the situation and give them the, the upside one in the division this year. Okay. So I'm going to do it the same way you do. I'm going to start at number four, which I have the Carolina Panthers. I, um, you, you, had, you told me – we talked about this last season, going into the season, about Roby Addison and what you, what you thought of him and what you expected mm-hmm. of him, and I didn't see it. Um, and I still don't see it. Like it happened last year. You got to show me again. I, I still don't have that type of faith in him. I really don't. Like I don't. I can't. And Sam Donald, who of course I'm a fan with, because I'm a, a fan of, because I'm a USC guy. He's somebody else that has to show me that he can be, um, that he could be better than what he has been. Which I love that he got the opportunity to start over in a new place. Um, Christian McCaffrey is somebody who they have to be more careful with now going forward. Like that, we going to run everything through Christian McCaffrey, resulting in what happened last year with him not being able to play much for you at all. So there's something that has to be tempered there. And how much is that going to cost them offensively and being able to to score effectively? Um, Defensively, they're just not. A, I don't. They're not a good defense. So, um, I yeah, I have them slotted in fourth. And just like you said about Atlanta, can I see them being third? Yeah, they can end up being third, but I don't expect great things out of Carolina. Um, I'm bigger on Atlanta than you are. I've always been bigger on Atlanta than you. You've been um, defensively, like you say, it's pretty much youth and speed for the most part, um, and. Obviously, they're just banking on oh, that youth group that they have improving every year. Um, they do have some guys who are um, who are outstanding. Uh, Jared uh, uh, along the defensive line. Um, uh, dang, they have somebody in the secondary. Really I can't good. think of them right now. Um, but yeah, that defense is like I said; they're just betting on it. Them, those guys progressing together, you know, year to year, and um, I know you're Deion more down Jones. with that than I am. Yeah, yeah, they got Deion, yeah, Deion, Deion Jones. He's fast yeah. enough to be in somebody's secondary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and then offensively, 
Matt Ryan, veteran quarterback. Um, like you say, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage really came on last season, which I think kind of that in combination with them drafting Kyle Pitts is what made them more comfortable with getting rid of Julio, even though they had to anyway for salary cap reasons. They they had to part ways, but that made them more comfortable in doing so. And Kyle Pitts, man, that's like that's a talent right there, man. That's a tight end. He's listed as a tight end. That's a wide receiver. Um, so I, I, I expect great things out of him as well, especially when you look at it and you say the last time they had a tight end that was worth anything with Austin Hooper, he had an amazing season. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Atlanta will be able to – I think they flirt around 500. Um, yeah. I don't see them being nothing, you know, over that. But they're going to float around 500, and Carolina might finish two games under 500, in my opinion. <sighs> Number two, I'm going with Tampa Bay, and I'm going to tell you what. These are my reasons why. Like, this isn't, <clears throat> this isn't even me just being a homer. Um, Tom Brady had surgery over the summer that no one really wants to – make it seem that big of a deal. Uh, um, but he had surgery in his knee. Um, and that's not something to just – I'm not saying it's going to kill his season or anything like that, but that's definitely something to be weary of. Um, their secondary, like you said, they played better. Their defense as a whole, but we were worried about their secondary. Their secondary played better down the stretch. Um, Absolutely. Once again, I I got to see it again, and I, I still and I and I still have those same concerns about their offensive line as well. Oh, the um, offensive line played so much better down the stretch than they did in the beginning of the year. And I still, once again, I still have those concerns about their offensive line as well. Like, uh, and then uh, one, you mentioned Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller still hanging around there somewhere. I'm sure they get OJ Howard back. Like they definitely have talent around them. I have a question mark at running back as well with Leonard Fernandez and Ronald Jones, uh, and how exactly how much how productive those guys are going to be for them um, this season. Um, my biggest worry about Tampa Bay, honestly, is injuries. They were a team that got extreme. They were the luckiest team in the league last year when it came to avoiding injuries. And that played a big part of them being able to, to reach the Super Bowl. I don't think that they're going to be able to be as lucky um, this season. So whereas we look at New Orleans and we say, well, shit, we missing. We're going to be missing a lot starting off. Um, I think as we get those guys back and um, as we get those guys back throughout the season and really are able to figure it out and turn the curve, I think Tampa Bay might be doing the opposite. They might be dealing with some injuries in places where it's really hurting them uh, to be able to get out there and and win games. Um, So, and that's one of the reasons, of course, that's the reason I got them number two. It's the same reason I got, one of the reasons I got New Orleans number one, uh, best offensive line uh, in the division. Uh, you got a defense who, once again, we we had our concerns about them being Saints fans, uh, looking at them, you know, going into training camp and stuff. But I feel pretty pretty strongly that we're going to be able to put out a solid effort defensively. And usually it starts off a little 
uh, a little slow, like you say, up front, and then as the season goes on, you see that as the probably the strongest part of our team. Uh, Jameis, do it, it? It really Jameis comes down to do you believe in Sean Payton or not? Because once again, we Thanks. both agree. You see the talent. You see yeah. the talent in Jameis Winston. So what more is Sean Payton able to add to him as a quarterback? Right. Um, Alvin Kamara will be Alvin Kamara. Um, you get Michael Thomas back probably five, six weeks into the season. Until then, what can you get from Marquez Callaway? And right now, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Callaway. Um, so it's really, for, for New Orleans, it's about staying afloat until the cavalry arrives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anya serves about, Anya Mata is a 6 game suspension as well. We mm-hmm. think we're going to lose Deontay Harris for about two weeks. Marshawn mm-hmm. Lattimore seems to be seems like he's going to be in the clear. Yeah. Um, so really, it's really about staying afloat until Cavalry arrives, and I think New Orleans will be able to do so. I don't think they run away with the division. I still think Tampa Bay, even if they do um, have those injury concerns down the stretch, are going to stay very competitive. Um, and I think both teams do make the playoffs. Nice. Yeah, and one thing I can say about the Saints is uh, Callaway, he's going to be that much better having spent all that time with the ones and going against other teams, you know, number one corners and things of that nature. He's just going to be that much better when Mike get back. Uh, A guy like Shai Tuttle, uh, he's going to be that much better once David Ayamaya returns. So, I mean, it's bright spots, but overall, I mean, number one rule in football is almost you don't bet against Tom Brady. I mean – that's just like one of the golden football rules almost, man. So him having all those weapons. I, and I don't think Tom Brady won a division last year, did he? Didn't we no, win a division the, last year? No, he yeah. didn't win a division. I, I, he won the Super Bowl. I could bet against Tom Brady then. Like <laughs> I could he, win I could win that small bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> maybe my microphone went out. I said he didn't win a division, but he won the Super Bowl. Oh, so. I heard you. You yeah, don't bet against Tom Brady is how you stated it. I'm betting against Tom Brady winning the division. He didn't win it last year. That means it can happen, you oh, know. Okay. And I don't All think right. he's going to win the Super Bowl. I can go ahead and put that out there now, too. Once again, if if what I think is going to happen is going to happen, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I don't I don't. See I mean, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's almost, you know, tough to call, but – uh, I mean, they're in that top three teams I'm in the NFC. Say, I mean, we're going to make predictions, so we're going to yeah. say somebody's going to make yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm mm-hmm. going ahead and telling you they're not going to be one of my teams. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the AFC North. That's the NFC South. Uh, we see it a bit differently. We see some of it the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to definitely be interesting uh, in seeing how all of that plays out. I don't um, know why I thought you was gonna take Tampa. I don't. I just. I don't know why I thought you had Tampa number one. I thought we was gonna agree on that. I don't know why. I knew you was gonna go Cleveland from you know the yeah. Baker Mayfield guy, but I really thought we was gonna agree on the Tampa. But I respect everything that you said about Cleveland being a better team. I expect what you how you feel about Tampa and the New Orleans and the whole situation. Yeah. It's one of those things we just got to uh, play out like many well, other things that we, we are yeah, on completely yeah. opposite ends of any of that. So, right. yeah, we mm. definitely, you know, can see where each other are coming from. Yeah. Um, we both partake in fantasy drafts this this weekend. We got we got some mm. fantasy football yes. this weekend. Let me hold let me hold the microphone. Can't wait. 
Reg, I've been I've been up doing mock drafts against twelve year olds for the past for the past two weeks, man. <laughs> hey, don't draft him. Sid, Sid picking a couple picks. Don't draft him. Leave him on the board for Sid. <laughs> man, so I just want to know about two or three guys that you're looking at that not you know top pick guys like the guys that you feel like you could find in those middle rounds that have extreme value. That a lot of people may be overlooking. Um, so you know, running backs go quick. So I try to find um, a running back here or there. I think a name that a lot of people forgot about due to injury is going to be Chris Carson's. He's a guy that's going to be counting them those later rounds, and I think he's going to be a guy from where you draft him at. He's going to have extreme value. Other guys, a, a guy who I told you is, who's due in for a pretty good year, and that's going to be um, uh, DK uh, Dobbins in Baltimore running with Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to get uh, the the majority of the touches. I can see him catching the ball out the backfield a little bit, and once they get in the red zone, I can see him being a running back to get it. So one once again, I'm not saying that these guys are going to be top five in their positions. However, where you draft them at, where they're going to be yeah. at when you select them, I think the value is going to be there. Um, two guys for me. The number one guy for me is Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah. He's, I man, I've come around 10th round and Brandon Cooks still be sitting there. Um, Brandon Cooks is still... Uh, a great wide receiver. He's going. He's the number one wide receiver on his team that has a competent quarterback. If they're rolling with Tyrod Taylor, and if somehow they stroll out Deshaun Watson, then even better. Um, but even with Tyrod Taylor, that's a competent quarterback. I think that you can get um, great numbers out of Brandon Cooks, especially for a uh, uh, eight to ten round, ten round pick. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy that I've really been um, focusing on is um, James Robinson. Um, okay. um, James Robinson was somebody who, maybe not now, now that Travis Etienne is out for the season, so maybe mm-hmm. now he probably skyrocketed a bit. But when mm-hmm. Travis Etienne was still healthy, James Robinson was a person that was definitely being passed on uh, after the remarkable season he put put uh put out last year as an undrafted uh uh undrafted rookie um and then you look at the talent that's been added around him starting their quarterback and then even you know adding guys like Marvin Jones and and you know adding a different offensive mind behind them that's he's a guy that I think is really going to uh have a, another decent season maybe not as good as last year but once again for where I've been able to get him at that's great value for a running back. I've been able to uh, go. Uh, um, I've been able to get my second running back in round six or seven, and it be James Robinson. So mm-hmm. if you're able to do that, that's still mm-hmm. that's still really solid for your running back position. Gotcha. Is there any uh, in the other positions such as like uh, quarterback or or uh, maybe a defense? Right out of those yeah. two positions. I'll let you pick one, quarterback or defense. Is there any guy who you feel like you must get? So is there a quarterback on the board or is there a defense on the board that you feel like, hey, man, I'm looking, I'm not going to pick into the next 10 slots. I'm going to have to take this guy a little earlier, take this defense a little earlier because I really want this defense. I really want this quarterback. So defense, no. I feel like that there is about seven – defenses 
Mm, not seven. Seven may be too many. I want to say about four defenses that's going to stand out amongst the rest. Let and me go. I'm gonna go Washington, Baltimore, Tampa. Who you got? Pittsburgh, Indiana, maybe. Who you got? Indiana, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Um, okay. those are the four that I think are probably going to stay have a big gap between them and the rest of the league. But I'm not reaching for one of those four. If I fall right. into one of those, you know, other guys, then that's cool. Quarterback, you know, Russell Wilson is my guy. But the quarterback is Justin Herbert. For where I pick quarterbacks, I if you're going to take Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, if you you can have all of them. By the time I personally settle down to get a quarterback, uh, maybe I'm looking, okay, next round I'm going to get a quarterback, and I look and I say, oh, well, Justin Herbert is really it's getting close to looking like somebody should be taking him. Let me go ahead and grab Justin Herbert. Gotcha. Um, yeah, him being one of those mobile guys who are going to get you more on the ground. And once again, in the second year from – uh, in the first year doing an amazing job at quarterback. Uh, he's He should only be better this year. So if Justin Herbert is there and I'm saying, look, I'm not picking for another, I can't let, I can't go another round without taking this quarterback. It'll be yeah. Justin Herbert. Got you. Nice. 100%. Um, so yeah, man, we can, we can wrap it up there for today. Uh, next week we'll come with, two more divisions and, and tackle that and make our predictions on that. Uh, we got one more weekend of preseason football. Um, I Man, I hate that there's a bye week now in between preseason and regular season. It's going to kill me. It's going <laughs> to kill me, but that's what we're looking at. That's what fantasy uh, football for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> college, some some type of college football going to take place next weekend. Right. Actually, I think they start this weekend. So there'll be some football on to watch and keep and keep up with. Um, but yeah, man, another great talk. Talk to you next week. Gotcha, Sid. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Say key to the boy, hella dope without pushing a blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo. Every time I do it, do it the.